morning, Karen. Good morning to you and good afternoon to me. Oh, yes, that's right. I keep forgetting that you're um, in the U.S. and I am in Melbourne, Australia. But yeah. um, you and I have been friends for a really long time. Long time. By my calculations, it's about 40 years. Do you realize that? 40 years. Yes, 40 years. Wow. But recently, um, you know that you've been my confidant as I go through my mental health struggles. And you help me process my thoughts and put them in practice, what I've learned from my therapy. I still remember two years ago, I think almost two years ago now, when um, this was before I went into hospital, when I called you, FaceTime. A year and a half, right? A year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. And I um, I rang you and I was in tears. We were on FaceTime. Well, you rang me first and I missed your call. Oh, yes. And, and then, then you called was, me again. I was practically bawling my eyes out. Yes. I don't and know. If you I wasn't make, worried. <laughs> I wasn't even sure if you could make sense of what I was saying. Um, but you know, I since then we've been talking practically almost every week, sometimes even daily, especially during that time. And I thought there's a lot of things that we learn throughout our conversations. And I remember calling you while I was in hospital, and you'd be asking me, <laughs> "Yes, what did you learn today?" <laughs> yes. And every time I would go to therapy, I would ask you would ask me, what did you learn today? And then I'll tell you, and then we'd think about how that applies in our lives. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of our friends suggested that why don't you put this um conversation in a podcast? Maybe you can provide insight into, you know, people struggling with mental health. I was just thinking that while I was asking you, what did you learn today? Is also for my part, because whatever you were sharing with me, I was also applying it to what was going on in my head or um, what happened on my day or my past experiences and those insights that you were sharing with me while you were in your in your sessions when you were in the hospital was actually very, very helpful for me. And so yeah. now every time you ask me, how are you doing? And I would tell you, oh, this is how I handled something. And I would go back to you and say, remember when you told me this? Yeah, yeah. And that's really good to know because I was so oblivious to what was happening everywhere around me during that time because I was more focused on how am I going to deal with these struggles. And one of the things that um that really struck me when I first went into hospital was dealing with my anxiety because at that time I wasn't sleeping for several days, I think to be exact, a week. And I was always shaking. And I was really in a state of severe anxiety. Um, I remember learning in one of my sessions that being in that state is really like being in a fight, flight, or freeze situation. And that is inherent to all humans, even when we were Neanderthals or you know during early days when you encounter a saber-toothed tiger and you freeze or you fight or you run. Mm -hmm. and that's for your own survival. That makes sense because I went back to the very first time that I went into a state of anxiety. I was mm -hmm. at work. It's a small company, and we were having a meeting. We were going to develop this product, and I've had some experience in developing this product. And during that meeting, both the managing director and the other director um, were trying to come up with a plan on how to execute that program. And 
we were going around in circles and not really achieving anything. So I decided I provide my inputs and then I suggested that we think about what the goal is and then create the milestones towards that goal and the timeline for each of those milestones and then work backwards. And to me, that was very clear. And I actually provided those specific timelines and milestones and everyone was so, you know, glad that we were productive in that meeting. And then after that meeting, a lot of people approached me, you know, a lot of the managers, because that was a management meeting, saying, oh, that was really good. That was the first productive meeting we've had in ages. And then later that day, probably a couple of hours later, I got a call from one of the directors. And she screamed at me and said, you know, I was supposed to be on leave this afternoon, but this cannot wait. I had to call you. You had no right to do what you did today in that meeting. You were so rude. And she was just screaming and saying all of these things about how rude I was in the meeting. And immediately, my life flashed before me. All of the meaningful experiences I've had in my life flashed before me, thinking that this is the end. I'm done. I'm not going to have a job. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose my car. I'm going to get fired. And that's the end of my life. And and that feeling has only ever happened to me once or twice. And I remember um, one of those times was when I went to this um, uh, fair, big bag fair, where this, there was a big slide. I, I went through that slide, and when I bumped, <laughs> lifted off the slide, and I felt like, oh my God, I'm going to fall, I'm going to die, and my life flashed before me. It was exactly that same feeling. And the second time I felt that way was when um, there was this 6.5 magnitude earthquake in 1990. <laughs> Yeah. And we were in uni, we were in college at that time. And I remember as soon as everyone realized there was an earthquake, everyone started walking out of the classroom. <laughs> and there was this mm -hmm. guy who was so cool. And, you know, as a math major, everyone's nerd looking, but this guy was really cool looking. He jumped over the railing and we were all in a state of panic. And this guy was saying, come on, come on, I'll, 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 I'll assist you while you um, jump over the railing. And my friend and I looked at each other and like, nah. <laughs> At least we still had the presence of mind, even after being in a state of panic and having our life flashed before us. We were still had we still had the presence of mind to decide, no, if we survive this, we're not going to be able to bear the shame of being seen jumping over the railing. But anyway, so, I digress. I'm going to ask you though, when you say anxiety, you felt anxiety. Did you know that it was anxiety, or did you just feel nervous or panic, or were you already aware when that was happening that it's anxiety? That is a very good question. I was not aware at all what was happening. I was thinking, why do I feel this way? Why am I reacting this way like as if I'm about to die? So the feelings you were experiencing, can you detail that? Like, was it physical? Were you sweating? Were you shaking? Or um, was it the mental? Were you having a black blackout? Yeah, well, all of those things. The very first thing that I noticed was my head was spinning. I couldn't tell whether it was my head that was spinning or it was everything around me that was spinning, but it was like both of them happening at the same time. And then suddenly I felt like everything blacked out and that's when I saw my life flash before me. Like instead of seeing what was in front of me, I was actually seeing all of these scenarios in my head from the past and the future where I'm going to get fired and then I lose my house and then I lose my car and all of that. And I was definitely shaking. I was, I felt like throwing up. I was having palpitations and I remembered I could not say anything. And and the boss, the lady boss on the phone even said, are you still there? 
And I just had to respond and say, yeah, I'm, I'm just listening. And then I was thinking, I better say something. I better, but I don't want to aggravate things. I don't want to make her even more angry. So the only thing I can come up with was ask questions, like genuine questions. How was I rude? Because it never even occurred to me I was rude. Yeah. And she was like, well, your, your, your body language. And I was thinking, what about my body language? And she probably realized she had to expound on that. She was saying, I was very rude to the managing director because I was, I had my back turned to him. I was really shaking and feeling like I just want this to end. What am I going to do after this? The managing director was at the head of the table and there were probably 10 people in that meeting. So majority of everyone else in the meeting were on my left. So I had to slightly turn to the left to address everyone. And the managing director was the only one to my right. So of course, majority of the time I would be looking at to my left. But I would still turn to my right. I wasn't being rude. And she was so angry and she was yelling so much that she probably didn't realize what she was saying. The things that you were saying, that was my job, not your job. That wasn't your job. I don't even remember how the conversation ended. But, but as soon as the phone conversation ended, I felt like I really needed to do something. I needed to fix this, but I couldn't think straight. Fix what she was telling you at work or fix whatever you're feeling what she was telling me I didn't okay. even didn't even occur to me to fix how I was feeling because okay. I didn't have the tools how to manage my anxiety because I didn't even have an, a label for it then I didn't even know that that was anxiety I didn't even realize that I need to calm myself down first I just felt like I need to fix this I actually believed her that I was being rude mm -hmm. so Oh, and so out of my whole conversation, how long did it last with her? I can't even remember, but it felt like it lasted for probably 10 minutes of her just screaming. So Could it was only 10 minutes, but, but with your feelings, physical manifestations, it probably felt longer, right? Oh, yeah. Until I went home. Until yeah. that night. I couldn't sleep. Yeah. It, 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 even afterwards. And, and I'm glad you asked that because... I was in that state every time I would be in the same room with her. I would be just having those same symptoms every time I see her. So just just seeing her after that conversation, seeing her would trigger would trigger your physical reactions that you had yes. when you were having that conversation. Even when I see her name on my email inbox, mm -hmm. I would have that same feeling. Oh, what did I do wrong now? What did I do wrong now? And I remember because I felt the need to fix it. I actually went to the managing director's office and I apologized. And I was still shaking while I was doing this and my voice was quivering, but I was trying my best to be professional. And I said, if I came across, um, I just want to talk to you about the meeting earlier. If I came across as being rude, I'd like to apologize for that. <laughs> the managing director was very shocked. What do you mean rude? What are you talking about? And I felt so embarrassed because I felt like she was so he was so uncomfortable that I was saying these things that he wanted to end the conversation immediately and get me out of his office. It was he was that awkward. And that confused me even more. And this was like probably eight years ago now. Many years later, when I went into hospital, of course, that's when I realized, yes, this is what they're calling the amygdala hijack. And that's when 
your amygdala takes over, your survival mode takes over, and you can't think straight because your rational thinking yeah. just shuts down. Um, and I learned that if I am constantly in that state, so like I said, every time I see this lady boss, every time I see an email from her, every time I'm in a conversation with her, I'm always in that state. And I respond with my amygdala and not my rational thinking. And because of that, I have forgotten how the real me would react in a situation like that. How the rational me would react in a situation like that. And that was a learned behavior that has continued on since without me even realizing. I remember even in presentations before we, when we, whenever we practice for presentations, she would nitpick everything and even feed me the very exact words that I need to say that I practically have to just memorize my spiel just to appease her. And one day, one of the other account directors said to me, you know that she doesn't like it when you demonstrate excellence and you demonstrate leadership. And that should have been a warning bell for me to say that, you know, you're okay. It's it's not you. But I still did what she wanted me to do. And I started hating doing presentations. Hated it. I hated memorizing. I've never liked memorization. I've, that was never my way of doing presentations. And then when I left that company and um, started doing presentations in the next company that I was in, I found that I was enjoying presenting again. This is the real me. I was actually this way for before I was in that last company. And that was just learned behavior from what I've experienced with her. And I actually believe that I don't, I'm not good because she would always say things like, you know, you're not really good with business development. That's why you don't really we never really thought about promoting you. But, you know, since you're doing okay with all these other areas, um, we thought we'll just give it to you. And I actually believe that. And that made me feel worthless and just... Whatever leave. she was thinking, whatever she was telling you, you were already thinking. Yeah. And it's just like do what she was... You conditioned yourself to believe that. Well, yes. you did. You just started believing it. You say it enough or you hear it enough. Yes. That you decide, okay, yeah, that is me. Yeah. And um, after I went in hospital, um, after having learned all of these things about that state of mind when you're in a um, fight, flight, or freeze um, mode, that's survival mode, um, there were a lot of other strategies they were teaching us, like, you know, being mindful. Um mm -hmm. I learned the benefits of listening and being observant and just being mindful of what's happening. Like when I start feeling this dizziness and shaking and panic, I have to be mindful that I'm feeling that. I need to remain grounded and listen. Now I realize when I go into job interviews and I notice the same um, behavior from the hiring manager or the person interviewing me, now I can... Because I'm being mindful and I'm listening, I can actually now say it's just this person 
not okay with me. And I can see where there is no fit in joining this Do you want to work for her? Do you want to work yes. for this person? Do you want to yes. work with them? Not just yes. for them, but it, it's a partnership. Do you want to yeah. work with them? Yeah. And I, no matter what I do to prove myself, they will always try to convince me I'm not good enough because they don't want me to be good enough. They don't, like yeah. my, the other guy from the office said that, you know, they, she doesn't like you demonstrating excellence or leadership. They actually don't want you to believe that you're good enough. Yeah. And I have to be mindful observing that in other people and looking at the tangibles, like what evidence do I have that I'm good enough? And I look at my accomplishments, like when I said that uh, we were trying to launch that program um, in that company, I actually developed the um, design for that program, the packaging for it, the pricing for it, and they earned more than $3 million in the first six months of that program. Wow. And last I heard, that company was bought by an international, a global company, but only those products that I developed were bought by, by that global company. So I look at those tangibles and evidence that, yeah, I am good enough. Yeah, you're enough. Yeah. You know, so I guess if there's one thing, um, if there's one thing that you deem important from this experience, then you'd say, from what I'm hearing is, self-awareness yes i finally came to that yes right Just, that was the hardest you, part karen like believing in yourself that was the hardest part right like self-awareness where okay you know who you are and also i guess you just get the uh you just get the science when you're aware right from yeah. from how you're explaining it then you get aware of where everyone is coming from yes and where you're coming from and if yeah. it works for you or if it doesn't work for you yes because if you're not self-aware then whatever they throw at you you're just going to keep reacting to that without being able to step back and say wait okay these are and you're very you're a very you've been my friend for 40 years so i know you as a very very logical put things in a box organized person <laughs> yes so pretty much like yourself yeah so just the <laughs> self-awareness then you're able to look at the different pieces right and put yeah. them in the different categories to say okay this works this doesn't work i'm going to take this piece and put it with this whole scheme but this doesn't work with that so i can let that go yeah yeah because because it wasn't known you have to figure out the answer yeah yes and sometimes oh, yeah. it's still hard trying to be mindful that I'm going into that state again of anxiety and mm -hmm. reacting. And that's one of the challenges that I am constantly working on. But isn't it, I mean, we're, I think we're humans, right? So if you're starting to shake, that's okay. But then now you're able to stand back and say, well, why am I shaking? So yeah. you can kind of assess, right? But I don't ever want you to feel that you're unreasonable for your reactions. Because no matter what everyone says, whether even even you, like in the future, you say, oh my God, I can't believe I reacted that way. That was so stupid. 
but whether it was stupid or not and reasonable or not, your reactions are real, right? Like, but now you're just aware of, okay, when I start to feel this way, why? Like, and one of the challenges why? is actually um, realizing that I'm starting to feel this way because it has become normal for me for a very long time. Yeah, this is not who you are. This is not the Chris I know. Um, so the real Chris I know is there somewhere. And she it's and nice to have you reminding me of who I was back then because when we were teenagers, it was like we were our real selves. And years and that later was your today, real self. yeah, but yeah. years later today, I don't feel like I'm the same person. I feel like this person that's being, yes. you know, put in a box and just Suppress, sit in a corner, sit in a corner and just follow orders. Um, remolded, yeah. um, you know, and that was the worry to me just because I know who you are. I'm so grateful that you are there and I can always tell you when I'm not okay and I can always tell you everything I feel and everything I think and I know that you will always be a safe place for me to open up no judgments and then remind no me of who I am am I okay is intended for mature audiences as it discusses topics that can be emotional and upsetting. Stories, experiences, recollections, opinions or insights shared by us are our own and does not reflect or represent the views and opinions of medical practitioners or other experts in mental health. The podcast or any linked materials should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional expertise or treatments. If you're struggling with mental health, we encourage you to seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider. Please do not disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking it because of something you have heard from this podcast. If you or someone you care for is in need of immediate assistance, please find treatment locators and helplines in your country of residence, such as 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline in the United States and Lifeline or Beyond Blue in Australia. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can reach us through our socials and follow us. You'll find our handle in the episode description. Or if there's anything you'd like us to talk more about, you can email us, amiokemail at gmail.com. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, please go on and rate us. It will let people know about us and more people will find us. If you have friends or family who you think would be interested in what we share, please tell them about us. And once again, Thanks for listening. Cheers.